Recently, I uh, watched a series uh, that was focused on technology and how it has impacted uh, history, that has played a role throughout history. Technology often means today an electronic device, right? A smartphone, a computer, or a tablet, something like that. But that's not always been the case. Um, Really, uh, back way back when in the Stone Age, the wheel was probably the biggest uh, important piece of technology. It improved and it impacted daily life. Technology is something that is useful to humans because it helps us do something better and more efficiently. Some of the most important forms of technology over the past 500 years or so has been the improvements in communication technology. Uh, first, we had the printing press which made what took months or even years for someone to hand transcribe, hand copy over, uh, now took days or a few weeks. And this included the Bible. As the Bible became uh, easier to print, it went on to become the bestseller of all time and with millions of copies being sold each year. Even with printed materials, news could only travel as fast as a ship or someone walking or on a horse could take it. And that all changed about 150 years ago when the telegraph came around. And then it only took a few minutes to get a message to someone uh, somewhere around the country. The telephone then improved that time to instantaneous, uh, as did when we uh, had email and text messaging come around in the 80s and 90s. Radio, TV, and the internet would take communication to a whole new level with a message being able to be sent to millions um, at once. Being able to use technology to communicate is something that we do daily. And communication is key because being able to spread the message uh, through these forms of communications helps the true message get out to people. Today we're going to look at what God said to us Uh, when Jesus came down and became one of us and how that changed the world. We're going to be looking at the Christmas story, um, as I said earlier, and we've been doing through the uh, hymns this morning. And so we will be in a very familiar passage to us in Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. Please hear now the reading of God's holy word. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and, was, and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the end. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, we give you thanks for your word. We ask that you would open our hearts, open our minds. Let us hear from you today, Lord. We love you. Amen. We're in our third week of our We Believe series where we are going through and looking at each of the 12 articles of the Apostles' Creed. 
And the third article for this week says that we believe in Jesus. We believe that Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. God the Creator uh, became a creation, became fully human and came down to us in the form of a baby, the most delicate and fragile of all creatures the world over. We celebrate that fact each Christmas. We uh, build up, we prepare to celebrate that fact throughout Advent for that month before uh, Christmas Day. And it is a fact that we should never forget. The fact that God, the God of all creation, spent time in a woman's womb, in Mary's womb, and then went through the miracle and wildness that is human birth. Jesus didn't come down to us as a fully formed adult human, but instead came to us as a baby and then learned to crawl and then walk and talk and went through all of the skinned knees and snotty nose that childhood brings. Jesus then went through his teenage years with all the ins and outs that is adolescence. At some point, Jesus suffered loss just as we did when he lost his stepdad, when Joseph passed away and he sought to comfort his mom, to comfort Mary and his siblings as they grieved this loss. Like many of us, Jesus started working when he was in his teens. That's right, Jesus had a job and he would continue to work throughout his earthly life. Jesus wasn't just one of us didn't just look like us in appearance. Jesus was fully human. He had emotions. He had fears. He had goals. He had his sleepless nights. He ate food. And in every way you slice it, Jesus was human. Why did he do this? Why did he become human? Because God so deeply loved us that he wanted us to know that. He wanted to to communicate the message that he loves us and wants a relationship. The creator created us for relationship with each other and with God. God knew the best way to communicate his love for us was to become one of us. So that is what happened when Jesus was born. Jesus coming down proves God's love towards us. There's a newish cartoon that has come out and I have three little kiddos, um, and it's called Bluey. I don't know if you've heard of it, a grandkid, a kid, somebody, uh, but it's called Bluey. It's on uh, Disney+. And it shares stories about uh, a family of, of dogs that can walk and talk. I, I tried the, to pronounce the word earlier. It's like 19 syllables, anthropomorphic. I, I don't even, I'm probably not saying it right, so uh, I tried it again. But this show, uh, my kids started watching it, and I was immediately hooked. And it was because of how it realistically uh, talks about uh, childhood as well as adult issues. The, the, the adults in it are very real. They have jobs. They have, you know, all sorts of stuff, which some often doesn't happen in cartoons. One example of this is uh, one of the more recent episodes. Uh, the kids, uh, the main character is Bluey, and then her sister is Bingo. Their granddad come for a visit. Now, granddad is from out in the country or the bush. It's an Australian show. And so he's not used to all the new technology that is going on 
uh, in the city where they live. And so the kids are playing a game where they are pretending to have a restaurant. And the granddad has to order from the restaurant. But instead of calling or going to the restaurant, he has to use an app because that's the newest way to, to order food. And so uh, granddad is not uh, used to this, but he makes the adjustment. He's not used to using internet or cell phones or these kind of things, but he makes the adjustment and he has fun with the kids. And he, the episode ends with the granddad saying this, things have changed a bit but kids are still kids. To be able to play with his grandkids, granddad had to make this adjustment. And if we look at the the history of how God wanted to communicate the message of his love and desire for relationship, he had to make an adjustment as well. God had to make an adjustment in communicating his love for humanity. He had tried to communicate this in many ways over time. If we look uh, at the Bible arc, uh, there are many ways in which God tried to communicate this with a general message in nature, with uh, the rainbow and these type of things, with uh, prophets coming and, and telling the message. Uh, we look at Moses and other prophets in this way. We look at Isaiah and Ezekiel in these kind of ways. But it wasn't that God was not communicating clearly. It's that humanity wasn't understanding clearly. We can be a little stubborn. And so uh, we, we humans kind of miss this message that God was sending us. And so to clearly communicate the message, God chose the best and clearest way to do so. And that was Jesus. By God becoming a human, God knew that the message of love and relationship would come through loud and clear. The Christmas carol, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, puts it this way. Veiled in flesh the Godhead see, hail incarnate deity, pleased with us in flesh to dwell. Jesus our Emmanuel. God put on flesh and became one of us. Why did God become human? To show us how much he loves us. Why is that important? Because we need to know that the one who created it all, the one who created us, loves us so much that he couldn't stand even one more minute without a relationship with us, without us knowing about his love for us. And so God and Jesus became fully human and made earth his home. Out of his compassion for us, out of the compassion that he had for humanity, God found a way to contact us by becoming one of us. The name Emmanuel that we use a lot throughout Advent and Christmas and that I used in the hymn there, it means God is with us. And I think that is very appropriate because we don't say God was with us or God will be with us. God is with us. That's present tense. God is with us, Emmanuel. That is an appropriate description of Jesus. For in Jesus, God shows that he is with us and has been with us all along. In so many ways, God has tried to tell us of that fact. In Jesus, God came near to show us that he is with us, that he loves us and wants relationship. And that through us, God seeks to show the rest of the world that he is with them as well. The message of a God that came down and dwelt among us 
as a human to show his love and his desire for relationship is a message that remains as relevant today as when it first was spoken 2,000 years ago. The message of Jesus' birth has been transmitted in every form of communication from word of mouth to print to TV and internet. I think one of the best ways to communicate the message that God gave us is to be like Jesus, to embody the message of love and relationship in our daily lives. Just as Jesus became fully human, we are called to be like Jesus, to love others as Jesus loves them, to to love God back, and, and to live out our faith in a graceful manner. One way to do this is through the fruits of the Spirit, which are joy, love, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I'll repeat those in a second. But just as fruit is the product of a tree or a plant, the fruits of the Spirit are, are the product of our following Jesus. So love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are ways in which others see that we are following Jesus, see our faith being active in our lives. And if we are lacking in one of those, then then we can ask God to help us grow in that area so that others will see Jesus in us and know that we are following God. So may we be fruitful in these ways, knowing that God will use the fruit that we have in our lives to communicate the message of Jesus, the message of God's love being made manifest in Christ. Jesus, our Emmanuel, our God is with us. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for your becoming as one of us, becoming fully human and dwelling among us, Lord, to show us your love, to bring us in, Lord, help us to live out our faith in our daily lives, to be fruitful, to to use love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control as we follow you. Help us to communicate that message, to live out the message, to be like your son, Jesus. We ask this through Christ our Lord.